Welcome back to Finding Wilder, the podcast. My name is Michaela Jean, and I am so grateful you have landed here. I created this podcast as a safe space to share stories of intuitive living, spirituality, creativity, dreams coming true, miracles, and so much more. One of my greatest goals in this lifetime is to remind one another we are not alone in whatever it is we are going through. To me, finding wilder means living a life that is led from the heart and intuition. It is easy to get caught up in what or who we think the world says we should be. I'm passionate about sharing stories that prove to one another that when we find our wild, listen to our hearts, and trust in something beyond ourselves, we begin to witness miracles unfold all around us. I'm here to share experiences from my own life and the lives of those who inspire me along the way. I hope you remember how worthy you are and that your dreams can come true. Thanks for being here. Let's dive into another episode of Finding Wilder. All right, welcome back to Finding Wilder. This is episode 52. I am Michaela Jean, and today on the pod, we have Austin Mullen in California. What's up? <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. Just uh, chilling in my truck right now. <laughs> Just got off of work, so <laughs> a little different, but it works. So. It works. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Um we, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in a second, but we met back when we were both living in Colorado, yeah? Like... Yeah, probably. What was that, nine years ago now? Maybe even longer? That's crazy. Had to be. I know, it's crazy to think how long that's been, but I'm trying to think. I moved there in 2008, and I left in 2015. It was somewhere right between, like, I think, 12 and 15. Yeah. I think you were like going back and forth from Florida or something at the time. Yeah. 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 That was probably my last like full year there. Cause I had gone to Indonesia for the first time and spent some time in Bali and then kind of just went that route and traveled for a long time. Do you remember? That was right around 2015. Do you remember when we ran into each other in Bali? Oh my God. I forgot about I forgot that all too. about that. Until like a couple Holy days cow. ago. Whoa, I that's tripping me out. Yeah, I do remember that. That was like my second time there, probably. Yeah, had to be. It tripped me Whoa, out. Whoa, that's too. wild. I didn't even. That's crazy. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That's cool. Well, I'm glad we're recording this because we're getting your reaction to like what my brain was doing when I literally remembered that like yesterday. I, I like <laughs> right. <There's... laughs> like literally walking That's down. Crazy. Do you remember that that like staircase that like went down to the the beach? Where was that? Um, it was either it was I think it might have been Uluwatu or Green Bull. I can't remember. I think, I think uh, like Uluwatu. Or was it Bingen? It had to have been Uluwatu because that's probably was that your first time there? Yeah. During that trip. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing it was probably Uluwatu then. Wow, that is unlocking a memory I forgot I had. Right? Crazy. That's what happened to me, cool. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It makes me curious how many memories like that actually exist, though. You know? Oh, yeah, that we just like. Like that you just don't know <laughs> until you remember it again. <laughs> <laughs> you just forget about. Um, 
But yeah, no. So we met in Colorado. I just like remember when we met, I, you have such, such a like expansive mind and like you're not afraid to try new things and just like go out there and see what life has in store for you and you're always just like evolving and changing and trying new things and that's always just inspired me we're not we don't stay in touch really like it's been forever since we we talked on the phone the other day and it's literally been like yeah like we said like yeah, six years, seven, seven eight, years. something years but <laughs> but it's just like it's just fu- it's just fun and I think there's a way that you live your life that can inspire the right people so I'm excited to to chat more with you so why don't you just Heck yeah me too yeah why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are these days so, uh, my name is Austin. I kind of uh, got thrown into a wildlife pretty young, um, just with separation of my parents and living in two different states growing up. So I kind of just was thrown into like a weird travel thing when I was really young, just going back and forth in between two states. So I don't know, I always kind of like grew a- accustomed to being on the road a lot. And then from there, I just I somehow found skiing and skiing just uh, absolutely consumed my life for so long probably like 12 years old and then from there skiing took me into Colorado so at 18 years old I moved straight to Colorado from Minnesota and I moved with a friend that I had met at a party actually randomly and he he was like I'm trying to move to Colorado too and from that minute on we actually just moved there together I remember we drive drove out there I was 17 it was right before I graduated high school and I drove out to Breckenridge I had been to Vail before but never to Summit County at all and uh, went there, it was probably the middle of May in 2007. So it was right before I graduated high school. And then ended up back there six months later. And that's how I ended up in Colorado. I just wanted to ski. And uh, it was crazy because most of the friends I had from Minnesota, from the skiing world, actually moved there within the same like year and a year later. So it was kind of just like a tight-knit community. And then I was there for... Uh, seven eight years and then after that I just kind of I don't know I fell into a different world too I ended up going to uh, Bali for a two-month trip with a couple of my friends and it just like opened up a whole nother thing that I found that I loved which is just like experiencing different places and just actually getting away from like a bubble that you've been in for so long ended up almost perpetually traveling for like four or five years roughly and I had picked up a camera it was probably my last year in Colorado just bought one off of Amazon I was like I really enjoy this so I was just kind of teaching myself how to shoot photos and, and ended up getting addicted to shooting photos and finding new places to travel and during those first two trips to Indonesia I stumbled on how much I like to surf and I uh, was just following that for a while um, I worked in Alaska in the summer on a boat fishing with one of my buddies actually from skiing, which was really, really cool. Um, it was salmon fishing up in, it was outside of Homer, Alaska. And that's kind of how I made a little bit of money to travel for a continual another year. And uh, I would just find work in between these cycles of being outside of the U.S. and then back in the U.S. And so I'd make money in the U.S. and take it to, uh, for example, I spent a while in Southeast Asia and your money can go very far there which is really cool. So you can live outside of the U.S. for like significantly less. And this was six years ago. So it's probably even more different now. But 
I was just doing that for a long time and that was really, really fun. And I had a great time. I traveled with friends, traveled alone. Um, there was a point where I just kind of didn't want to come back for a while. And uh, I'd run out of money, came back. It was 2019. Um, I had some family in California and I uh, wanted to come back and work for a little bit, just trying to stay in one place. And uh, right before I was ready to leave, it was pretty much the time of COVID starting in 2020 and, and I had quit my job. It was the week after my birthday in March 6th and everything shut down and just put an end to that, which is crazy. Cause I, I was planning on going either moving back to Colorado or going out to Indonesia with my friend Ahmet, who's still there actually. So everything changed after that. But those like four years before that, I was just experiencing a whole lot that I never really even knew existed. Cause I mean, most of us have never really seen anything outside of our typical lives in the U S. So it was a wild ride. And that's just like touching the minor details of it. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and okay. So what are you, what are you doing now? Right now I am uh, working at a gym. I've been lifting at this gym forever. So I kind of got really big into lifting a long time ago. I, uh, I quit drinking four years ago and I needed to find something that I really liked to keep me away from that. And I actually felt pretty uh, in love with fitness. And that's something I've always really loved. And so the gym that I was going to stayed open during COVID, which is really awesome because without that, it would have been a nightmare. And uh, I ended up just now, I, I worked there full time. Made a lot of really good friends there. And then I found skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm trying to uh, get my instructor ratings in skydiving and, and kind of make that my full-time life and job. But that, it's, a, it's a long journey into that. So that's what I'm working towards right now. Cool. I love it. Um... Just to like back up, where did this desire, because I know, I know a lot of people on this podcast, a lot of people that I talk to just in general have this kind of like innate feeling and like knowing that there's like more to the world than what we are living, you know, like whether, whether it's a nine to five or whether it's you live in a ski town and work as a bartender or whether it's you're an athlete, whatever it may be, we get so easily just like stuck in our little bubbles and forget that there's like a whole other part of the country, a whole other countries, the the whole world is out there. So like, what was that for you that really just not only like pulled you to start traveling or pulled you to even just like leave home in the first place? Like, was it a sense of like, I just need to get out of here? Or was it a sense of like, there's got to be more? Like, what what was that for you? I think it was more so that I'd been kind of accustomed to maybe traveling more in the U.S. than most people did. I, I mean, I drove to Colorado probably three times before I turned 18, and I was driving all over Minnesota, like, all around. Like, I got my license and was just, like, exploring everywhere. And I think that just kind of opened up. And then I I didn't go the normal route after high school. I didn't go to college. I didn't really exactly have that opportunity and I didn't really know a whole lot about it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to follow this thing skiing that I really love and we'll see where that takes me. So I just basically got thrown into that. And from there, skiing also opens up a whole lot of different travel too, because 
I mean, if you're skiing, there's all kinds of places you can go over the different courses of the United or over the United States. And so I went to Oregon a bunch of times, spent some time in California skiing and would just kind of move around a lot, but stay in Breckenridge mainly and then go out from there. And then when uh, I decided, I don't even really remember exactly why. I remember I had gone to France and I really, really enjoyed it, but this was back in 2013 and i had met a bunch of people from france from skiing and that's why i went there and it was just like okay these are my really good friends i want to see where they live where they come from i went there for it was like six weeks and that was just absolutely mind-blowingly different than anything else i've seen in the u.s and france is really cool and i got to see it from like the perspective of not really a tourist but like someone that's there with like people that live there which was really cool and that was my first real taste of travel and I hadn't seen it after that for a few more years. And one of my friends, my closest friend in Colorado at that time, he was like, let's, uh, after uh, the summer season, at the golf course we were working at, let's try to do a trip. And he had always wanted to go to Bali. He's like, let's do it. Um, it's like a fairly cheap plane ticket. It still is. But it's like 36 plus hours to get there. So it's like a mission, but you'd be surprised how cheap it is. So we booked our tickets. We kind of sort of did like a no plan thing, but we found like a, an Airbnb to stay at for a month. And then we'd have to leave the country to get a visa, come back into it because we we're there for two months. And uh, that just was, that opened up everything. Cause that's like, you go from pretty much the U S to another Western style country, which is France and Europe. And then you go from that to Indonesia and it's like completely opposite. Like, Everything there is totally different. And it was just wild to see it at first. I still just remember it just smells different. It is different. The people are different. The food's different. Um, I mean, the roads are different. It's just, it's a whole different, you don't see that outside of the US. Like, you don't really get those, like, at least back then. I mean, Instagram and YouTube and all that was not very popular. So, like, all you really saw was what you, looked up or you heard through word of mouth that it was different then when you're actually there it's like this is cool there's a lot more to it and i just wanted to see more and do more and i love the way it made me feel i love traveling but not in the sense of like being a tourist but like experiencing different places and a different way of life and meeting people from all around the world is like really cool because you have these like friendships that you know for like a week at a time. And yet I could probably reach out to them and it's like, we're still friends like years later, which is really cool. So I just, I don't know. I fell in love with it for a while and I still am. It's just, it's different to travel now and it's harder than what it was when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. What do you think that's all about? I mean, like, cause I sometimes feel that way too. It's like harder to just like get up and go, you know, rather than when you were like in your twenties or, or even just like after I, COVID. I think now it might be because I'm so locked into skydiving that it's hard to really try or want to actually travel. I would love to, but it's like, I'm not in the position to pick both of them. I have to choose one or the other right now. They're both very, very expensive and it's absolutely totally worth it. But my mind is so focused on skydiving right now. That's like I've locked into that and that's really 
for me, that's why I, I haven't. And honestly, it started because I wasn't able to travel, essentially. So it's weird that one thing like, just opens up a whole new world when you think it's like bad, mm-hmm. but it could be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just let it. So. Yeah, it's just like shifting your perspective on it. I think I, I think the first thing that like comes through for me is like for you, it's skydiving right now. That's like your love and like getting all of your attention. And I think for other people, it could be having a baby or it could be starting like a new job or it could be buying a new house, you know, like there's so many different things that other people could replace like skydiving with that. I think sometimes we look down on these things or it's like, Oh, we had, I had a baby and now I like can't go do these things anymore. Or like I bought a house or I started this job and I can't do these things anymore. But I think like kind of what, you're saying is like it's okay to shift it's okay to like have different like loves and different seasons of your life oh absolutely and i think it's important to let those happen because if you force stuff it just doesn't tend to work and you just have to kind of find that like level that you're tapped into where you can just feel it out and if it feels right for you then do it and if it doesn't then start something else and you as a person know that like, I can't describe that feeling, but I'm sure everybody knows what's right and what's wrong for the individual. Mm-hmm. But, and it also becomes harder when you do get locked into something like that. Like, say you buy a house, it's like, all right, well, let's uh, start paying off this house and then focus on, like, putting a little bit of money aside to actually go travel again. So you have to balance it out, especially if you're not making, like, very big amounts of money. And I don't think a lot of people really are right now. So it's, you have to kind of pick and choose when you start to get older, especially if you do have a family mm-hmm. or if you are married or have children and all that, it does add in a whole nother layer to, I guess, just picking up and <laughs> going on another crazy adventure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I want to go back to like the start of COVID for some reason I'm being called back there because so you were traveling a lot then or getting ready to travel and that was kind of your love and like your passion at that time. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but you are, you seem to be somebody who really thrives on like connection and community and like just getting out there and like being out in the world and did, especially out in California, I don't know for sure, but I feel like things might've been a little more intense in California during. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They were very weird and not really what I liked to be around. But like my like personal views and all that definitely was living in a state, which was the opposite of how I felt about everything was definitely hard, like very hard. And it was for almost two and a half years. It felt like it would just never changed like at all. And it would consistently get worse and then come back and get worse again. And then things would just go they'd be like okay cool we're gonna open it up boom shut it down open it up and just kept going back and forth forever and it just put me in a weird position too because i had been working two jobs for about a year to go back to indonesia and i'd saved up enough and i i literally i quit like my job right before everything happened and it just was like boom a week later everything changed and at that time, it was like, okay, maybe I can go in like two weeks, <laughs> two weeks. <Yeah. laughs> and it 
it, it never changed. So then I just burned through every dime I had saved up for like a year and then trying to find work when everything shut down. Like I was doing a lot of different photo work at that time. I, uh, it just, it tanked the creative industry, which is what I was trying to get into at that time. And that was like, that was a whole nother ball game too. That changed a lot. I was shooting or shooting concerts and that was pretty cool, but they shut down venues for two years. Mm. And so you can, they wouldn't let any type of music, musical or musicians or artists in forever. So that's just like that tanked that avenue of income and it, it just shifted a lot. And it was like, it threw me into like a position where I, I'd never really been in like stuck, like stuck, stuck. And I mean, I'm not from California. I didn't really have like a whole lot of friendships here. I had two, two really good friends that I actually traveled with the year prior from here. And I met them through surfing and that's how I spent the second time or actually it was, maybe it was the fourth time I went back to Indonesia for like nine months with both of them. So I came back in 2019 and they were still here. And so everything happened at that time. So I did have that friendship and I was still able to surf and do all this and that. So I was just trying to like follow that path. But 2020 just changed everything for a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm curious like what, cause oftentimes when we hit that like quote unquote, like rock bottom place, we were like, okay, I like quit my jobs at the worst time. Like this income stream also like with the concerts and stuff is being taken away like travel is taken away like now what like what a lot of times we we rise from that right you know like you you hit that place and then you're like okay like now what like you you get to the bottom and then it's like okay like what happens now and like what was did you have like a moment we're like okay here we go Uh, yeah, I had a few because during that time too, before COVID hit, the year before that was when I decided to stop drinking and drinking and partying was also a huge part of my life. That's like, uh, that whole side of me was like still there. And I stopped drinking in 2018. It's been almost five years now. It's like four and a half. Soon. So like during that whole stretch, like, okay, well, everybody's just drinking. That's all people are doing. And I don't want to be a part of that. I'm almost a year into this now. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's like, it was fucking lonely. Mm. It was crazy. Like really, really crazy. So like I was dealing with that part of it too. I don't know that, that whole two years, it still almost feels like a, it was like erased, like out of, it was like, and that was the year I turned 30 too. So it was like, I turned 30 March 6th of 2020. And then boom, everything changed. Like I'd planned a whole lot of different stuff for those like two years. So I decided to switch it up and I did, I honestly had no idea what to do. Like absolutely no idea. And that was honestly the first time in my life I've ever felt like that. Cause I'd always just like followed what I was doing. I just, I I skied. I loved to ski. So I followed skiing. I loved to travel. I followed travel. I found out I really liked to surf. I got pretty good at surfing and tried to get good at surfing and enjoyed every minute of it followed that same thing with photography and then it all just came to a stop and when that happens you just get thrown into this like realm of like what the what do i do like you think it's going to be like a month 
and then a month goes into two and a half years and then those two years are just gone and we don't ever get back and that's not just me it's everybody too so what was that it was an interesting time it was an interesting time and i feel like you even on social media like you can be pretty you can be pretty vulnerable with like how you share about your journey and like your life yeah and what was the like mental journey for you like because just to like set the scene for anyone who's listening like you're like a strong like tattooed guy like you're you're you know like you're (laughs) to like break the stereotypes of like men like and not being able to like feel your emotions you know like I feel like you went on a bit of like a journey with like the mental and like emotional aspect of all of that yeah (laughs) you can say that too (laughs) it was uh I mean, it was challenging for sure because you're dealing with loneliness and you're dealing with, like, no purpose. And I know I'm not the only one that felt like that. I mean, a lot of people just had, like, complete lack of purpose, like, just completely stifled out of their lives and not on their own terms. So when you're dealing with that, you kind of have to find something to balance it out, especially, like, being a year and a half into being sober, too. It's like, I don't want to fall back into that, like, at all. I I know for a fact that's just not what I want to do. And so you're balancing that. So I found that I just love to murder myself in the gym. (laughs) Just like (laughs) most, I guess, a lot of guys and a lot of women feel that way. It's like a very good way to take out all this like pent up energy that you might have. And, and if you put it into like your physical self and it helps a lot, like I'm a firm believer that fitness is actually one of the strongest things you can do for any kind of mental illness fitness diet sleep being outside being around the right people can change everything like it it really can and that was taken away from a lot of people gyms were shut down everywhere i mean it it threw people into like a chaotic mindset like what do i do with all this energy especially people who are physically active Mm -hmm. and so i got really lucky in the fact that the owner of the gym that i worked for and that i went to stayed open and there was repercussions for it and it was it was quite ridiculous but everybody knows about that but i just dove into that and i don't know i've always just wanted to deep down i've wanted to help people get out of a certain situation they may be in and realize that they can do it without like without anything like super crazy it's just mindset like it really is like depression and anything mental you can work really hard to get better from you may deal with it a lot. You may suffer from it a lot, but you can you can fight through it. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And so I just did that. I just focused on trying to get in the best shape that I've ever been in. But that still just like didn't bring me into like a purpose by any means. It just was like helping me try to figure out like what was coming next. And I didn't. I still didn't know like. It, it was weird. It was, it was a very strange time. Yeah, but it was tough. And you get really down. Yeah. No, I was, so? was going to say, it's like, it's, yeah, maybe it was, didn't feel like your quote unquote purpose, but like in some ways, like it was, you know, because it was, I don't know, if you take 10 people who, if you took the 10 people who are very similar to you and were put you in the same situation, like, I don't, I can't say for sure, but I feel like a majority of people might 
easily slip back into old habits, you know? And you chose, like, I I don't want to drink through this time period. Like, I don't want to just revert back into, like, maybe what seems easy, like, in the moment because everybody else is doing it. And it takes, like, a certain... I don't even want to say a certain kind of person, but, like, it does take a certain mindset to say, mm-mm, like, no, screw that. I'm going to I'm gonna choose. It's almost like, what would my future self want me to choose right now? And that's not always easy for people to make that choice. Exactly. And I found out the one thing that I needed to do was find something that I liked so much that I would never, ever risk it for drinking. And at that time, when I first started, it was surfing. And if you ever have surfed, it's better in the morning, like really early. And if you are familiar with the hangover, the early mornings are awful and they're hell on earth and you don't want to ever be in that position. So it's like, all right, cool. I found something I loved in the morning and I will never actually risk that for that. And I had also finally realized that I'd given myself my nine lives. Like I realized a bunch of things just clicked. They were like, okay, you're going to go through this absolutely horrendous, terrifying situation and you're either going to learn from it or you're going to do it again. And it might be the last time you actually have that happen and you're not going to wake up. So I got lucky in that sense too. And so I just, it scared me so much that I just wasn't going to put myself in that position ever again. And I still won't. And that, that year tested me a lot. And so I just had to find out what was, what was stronger, <laughs> that or the will to not let that happen again. Mm. So That's like, I feel like that's a great piece of advice. Like finding something that you enjoy better than the other thing. And it's also like, sometimes you just get to a point where, like you said, like you, you're, you're just shaken awake to the fact that like, okay, it's either like make the change and do this, or you're going to stay in the place that you were. And yeah. And, and you could be one of those people and I hate to say it, but it's like, you're given an opportunity at rock bottom. That's your opportunity. And if you see it as that, then hell yeah. Cause it's the best opportunity you've ever been given, which is rock, rock bottom, mm-hmm. or it could happen. And then you're not going to wake up. So, I mean, there's a lot of scary stuff that happens to people who, it just does. I mean, I got lucky and I have gotten lucky many times. So I just didn't want to keep risking that Mm -hmm. and not want to live the life that I want to live through different ways, you know? Yeah. It's like you finally start listening, right? Like I, sometimes I think of it as like the universe or whoever, like, First, you get, like, a tap on the shoulder. It's like, okay. And then you get, like, a slap in the face. It's like, okay. And then you get a punch in the face. And then you get, like, a freaking brick to the face. And you're like, okay. I, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're only given so many chances. Yeah. So you better take advantage of them. <laughs> yes. But that comes with whatever comes with it, too. Yeah. It's different for everybody. That's for sure. Um. So did you get into the surfing? Because you got into surfing photography, too. Austin's also a very talented photographer. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I said you're a very talented photographer also. 
Uh, sorry, I just cut out there for a second. But, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but thank you, thank you for that. It's been a minute since I really. I, I do a lot of sh- uh, photography right now, just in the gym. I work for um, one of the guys that's a trainer in there, and I do all his content. I'm getting really comfortable shooting more video, and I'm focusing more on that right now. But uh, yeah, surf photography was absolutely huge for me because then it just opened up the world of surf travel. And uh, I, I just traveled with my two friends and we just, I, I would surf and shoot and we would I'd basically just do that. We would go everywhere. We spent eight months traveling throughout Indonesia. So basically going into Bali and then, I mean, Indonesia is huge. There's countless amounts of islands. It's a massive country. I think it's the third biggest country in the world. Um but there's just endless opportunities for amazing surf there. The way the Indian Ocean, Indian Ocean is, um, it's just a swell magnet. So a lot of uh, a lot of uh, amazing opportunities for photo and uh, video there. So we did that for about I say eight months, and uh, I just I loved it. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. You've got some. He's yeah. doing some great work on on your um, Instagram. You can check it out some good stuff there thank you yeah yeah um, i've kind of switched it up a little bit but i want to get back into photography for sure yeah now you're now you're all about skydiving okay so did skydiving it's still pretty new for you in the last year so. yeah it's it's extremely new it's still i mean i got my license last july and it seems like it's I mean, yeah, it's it's brand new still. I'm still a baby skydiver for sure. <laughs> so yeah, it hasn't even been a year yet, which is the craziest thing to me because I'm almost about at 400 jumps That's in in the first year. Wild to me. The other day you said you jumped like nine times in one day or something. Yeah, that's the most I've done in one day. That was two weeks ago. I jumped nine times in one day and that was from start to finish. So like 7.30 is when they open and start first loads on the weekends and they run it till sunset. And then this past weekend, I just did a three-day camp, which is basically like a three-day coaching thing. And you're in like groups and you have different coaches and they're, they're called angle camps. And there's like different types of skydiving too. So different disciplines and um, just did 18 jumps in three days. So six jumps a day, wow. with three different coaches with the same group. And that was it's tiring, but I love it. I love every single minute of it. I can't get enough of it. It's it's. I don't know. It's the closest thing to, so it is flying. Like it literally is. So it's just, it's pure freedom in every sense of the word, but it's without skiing. Like I didn't have that for like five years, maybe longer. Like I haven't even been on snow in five years. So like I just went from boom, all I ever knew was skiing and travel. And then thinking I was going to get back into skiing and not having that, that like thing that was also part of 2022. I didn't have that thing, that thing that everybody loves. Like every each off have that, like it was gone. And I found it in skydiving again, which was pretty freaking cool. And I knew it the second I got out of that airplane the very first time. Mm. And, uh, it was pretty, pretty wild feeling, but I have a funny story about skydiving too. So on my 30th birthday, this was in 2020 me and my two friends who I was traveling with, I was like, Hey, let's go skydiving on my 30th. I've wanted to do this my whole life. Like I, for some reason have had dreams about skydiving since I was a kid. I had no idea why it just always is in the back of my head. 
I never did it because I was doing other things. So I was like, all right, cool. It's, uh, let's go. So we get there in Oceanside, which is right where I'm, I'm living. And uh, we get everything filled out, go up in the plane. It's like a 20-minute plane ride. Pilot's like, guys, we're sorry, but the cloud cover came in. We got to bring you down. <laughs> like, oh. are you kidding me? Like, okay. And, and in skydiving, now what I've learned, if there's something like that, you just kind of go with it because it is just like, a, it's a gnarly sport. So you have to just kind of like go with the flow. But back then I was just like kind of super bummed out. It was my 30th. Mm-hmm. So we had planned it again for two weeks later. And two weeks later was when COVID happened and it just shut everything down. So I just like, boom. <laughs> so that, yeah. So you didn't go crazy right didn't go and uh i couldn't and everything shut down wow okay so then when wow so you literally had two chances and you just didn't go well not chances but wow okay so then when did you go yeah so so the first time was so it was the first tandem i did was last february it was like the last week of february of last year and that was I was it was one of those times too where I was just like kind of struggling like I didn't I'd kind of gone through like a a a little bit of a bad not a bad breakup but a breakup that was just like it was like okay great sweet another thing that just hit me in the face like Mm -hmm. what do I do now I thought that was going to be some good but it really wasn't and that ended I was like okay well I have a friend that is a skydiver that I know from surfing I'm like dude I need to do something right now to just snap me out of this funk that I was in. Nothing is working. And I'm like, I'm going to book a tandem in Oceanside. You want to come with me? He's like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. And uh, booked the tandem, came with me. And he brought my other buddy who I also knew was also a skydiver. And we did a three-way skydive as my tandem, which is like super unheard of like most people don't get to do that can you explain what that means to people who don't know yeah so my friend charles he's really really good and he's been in the skydiving world for a very long time so he was gonna do my video which was basically like everybody if you're doing a tandem you get like a video package if you want to pay for it and so he knew the people at oceanside and he was like i'll just do your video with my gopro it'll be fun i'll jump with you and so then my other friend, Patrick, got to jump with me and him, and we did a three, three-way three skydive, okay. which is pretty normal in skydiving. But with a tandem, it's not. It's usually you're just attached to the tandem instructor, and you have a camera guy, and you're just, sky, you're just sort of along for the ride. Gotcha. So they both jumped out at the same time with me, and so we did first, like a three-way. Your first jump ever. Yeah, that was my very first okay. jump. And it was like... Honestly, the whole plane ride up, I was just more excited that I finally am like actually doing this. And I'm just like getting out of my my funk for like even just two hours. I was like, okay, it's like switching my mindset to something different than what it was. And the minute, the second I got out of that airplane, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it right now. Like, this is amazing. Like it's something so totally different and you cannot describe it until you do it. And I got on the ground. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to get my license. Like, I have to figure it out. It's expensive, but I'm going to work as much as possible to do it. So I went after my my skydiving license completely alone. (laughs) I started last, I was like probably three months after I did my tandem. I was like realistically able to start. It is quite an expensive program to get your 
initial A license. And I just, I did it. I remember driving there the first day, like completely alone. Like, okay, well, this is cool. It's, it was switching my mindset from something that was like bothering me, like dealing with like other stuff like depression or whatever you want to call it. Just like a funk that I was perpetually in. I felt like for like a year and that just switched me into something where I didn't have to do that. I was focused on this new thing that was so, so wild at that time, like so crazy and so totally different than anything I'd ever done. And I found this at 32 years old. So I was like, let's do it. Let's go for it. And so I just, I spent three months getting my initial license, which was May, June. And it was actually like two, two months because I got it in the end of June and uh, got my A license and I just went full like full send mode straight into it from there wow <laughs> yeah it was, it's, it was cool it just changed everything and now you've jumped over 400 times out of an airplane about I'm at uh, I gotta add them up from the last like two weeks but I'm right around the 350 mark right now and hoping to get 50 in before July, if it's possible. I know it's possible, but yeah. it's also timing-wise, too. So, <laughs> Wow. Okay. It's just so – it's so wild because, like, looking back on it, right, things usually make sense. But, like, in the moment, you're like, it's my 30th birthday. What the hell? Why can't we jump out of this plane? But then if you, like, look back on it now, it's like, okay, maybe that was – that wasn't the time for you to jump out. That wasn't the right time for your first skydive, you know? And like you had to be in the place that you were in, in your life that day you did jump to like have that like mindset switch or to like have the like gratitude for the experience or, or whatever it was. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. 100%. And I think I needed to be in that like weird funk. And I was, I was pretty fucking miserable. Not gonna lie for a while like two years, maybe longer, just completely stuck some traps in my own like world of what do I do? Nothing's working out. Things are falling apart left and right. Like I'm bored out of my mind. And I don't know, it just all switched with that. So yeah, you're right. I did have to go through that to find that to appreciate it the way that I appreciate it now. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay, so, like, I know you said you can't, like, put it into words, but it's, like, why skydiving? <laughs> it's just, like, what, like, what is that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's such a crazy thing to me. And, honestly, it's, it's, it's something for me to start at the very bottom and get better at. Because, I mean... When you start something like that, I mean, any sport, like whatsoever, you have to be absolutely god-awful at to get to a better place. And you just build it through levels and levels and levels. And you just have to focus and get through all that horrible, like, I'm bad at everything kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I think I needed that because that mindset alone helped me push into getting better and wanting to get better. And that just changed everything in my mind, too. But yeah, it's a skydive. And it's not even the skydiving either that I can... Think, I was thinking about this the other day, day. I think it's the community yeah. of it because I lost the community of skiing, which is what I knew. I, I could probably still get back into it, like no, no big deal, just come right back. But it's like 
maybe it's time to shift to something else. And something was pulling me away from it for so long that maybe it was pulling me towards this. And the community of it's incredible. It's all kinds of different people. And some of the best friends I've ever had are the friends I have right now. So it's pretty cool. And everybody's different. It's like a mishmash of wild people, but it's like we're all similar in the sense of this is what we're like absolutely addicted to. Yeah. And it's people from all walks of life, men, women, like younger kids, like it's wild. It's cool. It sounds like it is almost like to get started for you was like a humbling kind of experience too. It's like, it's almost like one of those, like, okay, you have to like humble yourself a little bit to like really appreciate it. I think we were talking about this the other day. Like if you think of like skydivers, it's not just like a bunch of like, hooligans jumping out of planes like there's like a lot there's like a lot of prep and like a lot of like work that goes into it and I think I was comparing it to like kind of how I view like climbing sometimes where it's like it's not a bunch of hooligans climbing on rocks I mean maybe but like there's a lot of like prep and like work that goes into like being so present and paying such close attention to detail and like really like your own life is in your hands. Like you, you best be prepared when you climb that rope or jump out of that airplane. Like it's, that's something that like really fascinates me about different sports, like rock climbing or skydiving. Like to me, it's almost like I don't trust myself to be in control sometimes of like my own life and I like kind of look at people who do and it's like damn like that's that's pretty cool to me to be like you're putting all of this attention and presence and uh, you're really focusing on what you're doing for this almost just like really quick like how long does it take for you to get to the ground like how long does a jump take like you're putting this prep work you're taking a plane up and you're (laughs) so knowledgeable about what you're doing and then for how long to be doing this jump through the air <laughs> 50 seconds <laughs> roughly <laughs> yeah it's wild but yeah no it's uh it's a different thing it's uh it, like you said it's like your your life is in your own hands and it really is and you have to be present like there's nothing more present than that you're moving 190 miles an hour like through the air and you have to be aware of every single little thing and it's constant like mental awareness around you who's with you where you're at what you're doing the little movements you make and from the very beginning too it's like the the more you think you know the less you really do know and it just opens up absolutely endless opportunities and it is it's really fucking hard like it really is it's it's so totally you can't like there's nothing really similar to it that you can really do to make it better. And I do really think that skiing did help me with the movement of how skydiving is, especially under canopy stuff. Cause like ground, like, like the, the way the ground moves around, like when you're coming down or just like how fast you're going skiing just gave me that like weird stability. I think it translated pretty well. It's two totally different things, but it definitely, I think it helped me a lot. But yeah, it is, it's, uh, it's quite intense at first, but it's also not, it's like the only way I can really describe it. It's like 
the most peaceful like feeling you'll ever feel but actually the most wild thing at the same exact time like it there's no way to really describe it until you do it so i always try to get people who want to do it who are always thinking about it just go like try it out and if you don't like it which is extremely rare (laughs) then you at least did it but if you do like it you can become crazy and do it like what i'm doing like just throw your sell your soul into it pretty much (laughs) but yeah it's um it's a really humbling sport it's very tricky to figure out because little things make the biggest difference and uh, i started off just wanting to get better and learn like just open mind and just wanting to learn as much as i possibly could and i just became obsessed with it so i just started getting coaching early on and just kept going and going and going and going and i'm still very new i am not very good but i want to be someday and it's like it's just giving me that thing again that makes me want to wake up every day which is really awesome because didn't have that for a very long time and i think maybe if if i would have found it earlier on maybe i wouldn't be so adamant about it right now maybe i wouldn't have been so like gung-ho let's do this let's learn everything you can and just like dive head first into it maybe it wouldn't have meant as much but now it really does because it did actually just change everything about everything that i was dealing with and going through at that time which is really cool that's it's I almost see like a light at the end of the tunnel like vibe. It's like this thing that just like has brought so much light into your life. It really has. And I've never been more grateful for anything before, which is really cool. And I've never been more aware of what it what I do have through it. And I don't know, all those hard times before probably just helped that that awareness. So cool. Do you have a piece of advice for somebody who may feel like they're in like a rut or a rock bottom and maybe like don't have that thing like right now that they're waking up and so excited to start each day with like a piece of advice? Yeah, for that person. Just keep going. It's really the most generic thing you can say, but it really is like just keep going because you really don't know what's coming around the next turn and you may be so focused on what is happening presently that you're not like able to realize there is more coming down the road. If you let it happen, they just, yeah, you just have to keep going and focus on what you are in control of and what you can do. And there's a lot you can do and people just seem to get so stuck in their own anguish. And I'm very, I I know that very well. I get stuck in my own, like, world of misery and that just is something i've always dealt with it's almost like this weird like all right i'm here and i'm just gonna deal with it but it's like i start to enjoy that that weird misery but it's like we all get so hyper focused on what's wrong and not realize what's right and then you're just like throwing away everything good that may be around you because you're so focused on what's wrong so just keep going start focusing on things you can change and a lot of it i think has to do with how people treat their bodies and that's a big thing too like it's it's huge to be to be able to be healthy and that's another huge gift that a lot of us don't realize until it's too late so Mm -hmm. keep going and 
try to stay healthy in every way you possibly can. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's good advice. Thank you. Do you know your sun, moon and rising signs in astrology by any chance? Um, I mean, I'm a Pisces like through and through mm, and I'm pretty sure straight down the line is all water, like everything. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know a whole lot about it. I had someone like kind of look into it a long time ago, but yeah, I, I am definitely complete water, everything water sign, which definitely makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like Pisces and then cancer and Pisces again. So. I was, I was going to guess you were cancer, but Pisces makes sense too. Yeah. Pisces sun, maybe cancer moon. I don't know. It's a mystery. You Pisces, you are mysterious. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all those things, they, I've always been curious about them too. And I've, I've kind of looked into it, but I do know that everything that like comes with the actual like signs, like your personality traits, everything is pretty spot on for me. Yeah. I just think it's fun. Um, it's not like the end all be all by any means, but it's fun to ask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, anything else that you feel you're feeling called to share before we wrap it up? If you want to do something, just do it. Like, don't stop yourself because you really don't know how much time you have left. And that's huge because it's like, we are all aging and it seems like we are aging faster the older you get. And that's the craziest thing. Because, like, when you're in your 20s, it's like, okay, I have so much time. And then you hit 30, and it's like, what the fuck? Where did all that time go? And then you hit, um, I just turned 33. I'm like, wow, it just keeps going and going and going. So if you have something you want to do, just do it. You have to do it. You don't have time. And if you're not doing it, force yourself to. <laughs> just have, have fun with it, too. Like, there's so much awesome stuff out there and so many amazing people but if you're so stuck in your own little world where you don't know what to do, you just have to force yourself out of it. And it's hard to do for a lot of people for sure. But just realize that life is really short. It really is. And if you can hone in on that, you can really change your entire world, which is really important, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. That's perfect. Um, last question. The name of the podcast is Finding Wilder. And I'm wondering what finding wilder means to you. That's a good question. I like it. <laughs> I think it's tapping into the side that we all seem to want to suppress for some reason. I think a lot of us are wild and that's what we're supposed to be. I mean, we're not meant to be in a box. We're not meant to be like surrounded by concrete. We're not meant to be typing away on staring at a computer all day. And I think over time, a lot of people feel like that's normal. And I don't think it is normal at all. And maybe it's just the life that I've lived, which is quite different than I feel like a lot of people. But I was just thrown into that young and just kind of went with what I've known. But you have to find your wild side and dive into it because we all have it. Stop suppressing it. Do what you love and keep going. Those, those right people and those right things are going to show up. They always do. 
it just may not show up in the way you want them to at the time you want them to, but it shows up when it's supposed to. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Where yeah. can people find you if they want to connect? I don't have anything other than Instagram. So my Instagram, um, it's just my name, Austin Mullen, and then photo. So it's just A-U-S-T-I-N-M-U-L-L-E-N, and then photo, P-H-O-T-O. And if you need to reach out, I'm always here. I just want to help people and hopefully inspire somebody to start doing something that they've always wanted to. But I'm always around. (laughs) Talk to me if you want. I love it. I love meeting people. I love hearing people's stories. And I want to, bottom line is I always just want to help someone. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Hit me up if you need me. He's always around people. <laughs> you inspire me. So thanks so much. Thank you. This has been awesome. <laughs> Appreciate you. You too. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of Finding Wilder. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, it would mean the world if you leave a review or if you share the podcast episode somewhere in the socials, because that's how the world flies these days. Thank you again for being here. If you want to find more about me, my website is michaelajean.com, M-I-C-A-Y-L-A-J-E-A-N.com. Find me at michaela.jean on Instagram. I have an account with daily channeled messages called Wilder Daily, also on Instagram. And you can find more information about my wedding photography at Photography, also on Instagram. I hope you have the best dang day and we'll see you next time. Bye.